life in the forest around her family's simple cabin restored Rebecca's happy mood. She hopped skipped across the cool, damp grass on bare feet to the woodshed tucked at the edge of the clustered pine and aspen trees. When she emerged only minutes later, the pink sky had faded to a blue as pale as a robin's egg. Mama would wake the children soon. She'd better hurry with the firewood. She balanced the armload of wood against her chest and stepped onto the stoop. The dry, weathered bark bit into her flesh through the thin fabric of her nightgown. Eager to dump the wood into the box beside their stone fireplace, she carefully extended one hand toward the pull string. But before she tugged, a voice from inside the cabin froze her in place. Nell, I'm worn out with you. This mopin' has gotta stop. Chills exploded across Rebecca's scalp and traveled down her spine. Never had she heard Daddy speak so harshly to Mama. Daddy was the kindest, most patient person she knew. She stood quivering, afraid to enter the room lest he bark sharp words at her for interrupting. Don't you think I want to stop Festus? Mama's words choked out. I'm weary of feeling sad inside. I tell myself every day it's plumb foolish to pine so over our boy. Four babies I've buried in them woods behind our house. Each of them left a gnawing ache inside of me. But I overcame it because they never took a breath nor tasted life. Just went straight to Jesus' arms. I could bear them going away from me because the Lord giveth and he taketh and he knows best. But Andy... Her mother's anguished, strangled sob tore a ragged hole in Rebecca's soul. Sympathetic tears flooded her eyes, making the grain in the wood door blur. I suckled that boy at my breast. I watched him grow. For fifteen years he was ours, Festus, making us laugh and making us worry and letting us dream of the man he'll be someday. "'Twas two years ago today we buried all our dreams for him when we put his body in the ground." Mama's voice became muffled, and Rebecca knew Daddy had pulled her against his shoulder the way he always did when one of his gals needed comfort. Even so, she made out every one of her mother's pain-filled words. If he had a decent headstone, something carved with his name and the dates of his time here on Earth— then maybe I could put him to rest. But only a wood cross? Two sticks bound with twine. It'll rot and fall away and nobody'll know a boy named Andy once tormented his sisters and brought his mama bouquets of star chickweed and claimed he'd be just like his daddy when he grew up. I want him to have more, Festus. He needs more. I'd give him more if I could, darling. Daddy sounded old, defeated. Soon as I scrape up twenty-six dollars that don't need spent on something else. Rebecca groaned. They'd never have twenty-six dollars at one time that didn't need spending elsewhere. I'll go to Bowling Green and get him a fine marker with his name, the record of every day he lived, and even a verse carved in pretty writing. A, a verse? Can I choose it? Mama sounded so hopeful 
Rebecca found herself holding her breath in anticipation of Daddy's answer. Any verse you want now, I promise. Rebecca's bare toes ached from the cold, seeping from the stone beneath her feet. Her arms ached with the weight of the logs, but mostly her heart ached for the loss her mama couldn't overcome. She closed her eyes against the deep sting of remorse. Oh, dear God, I didn't mean it. If it's true that you giveth and taketh, like Mama said, you could have given Andy life that day. She gulped, sending an accusatory look skyward. Why'd you take him away from Mama? You should have taken me instead. The door snapped open, and Daddy nearly plowed straight into her. He stopped short, his brows low and mouth set in a tight line. Gal, what are you doing? Get in here and bring me.